if I can think about something that really just sucks, it is having people hurt you over and over again. It might be somebody who is a friend. It might be somebody who is a spouse, somebody who's a potential spouse or relatives like extended in the house, out the house. Like it really doesn't matter when it's people that you have to deal with. And then you either really care about or that you're like forced to care about just due to the nature of the relationship. It's really hard. And I get a lot of women on the phone, especially this week. Like, I don't know what it is this week, but I had a lot of conversations about rough situations, especially with women on borderline divorce with their husbands. And I think this is a really good podcast for anybody who is just tired of being hurt by people and kind of need it all to stop, number one. Number two, if you're kind of looking for the root cause and like what you can do about it, we're going to answer all of that today in this podcast. Keep listening. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at the Mindful Muslima Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslima, coming to you twice a week, Mondays and Fridays, with podcasts on all life things that we go through that will hopefully inspire you to get better in love, relationships, parenting, um, seeking a spouse. We're going to be having a lot of really good information about that in the month of June. And in, inshallah, isn't that I want you to start thinking of this space, if you haven't already, as like your place to take a break from life and get somebody who understands you and can give you some sound advice on some really difficult situations. And matter of fact, that's exactly what the podcast today is all about. Right before I start, I just want to give a shout out to all the women who have been just DMing me like crazy, telling me all your personal emotional situations. A lot of people are going through a lot of negative emotional stuff, and I've been giving them a lot of free resources. If you need help or some of those as well, don't hesitate to DM me on Instagram. It's the best and fastest way. So if you're in a dark spot right now, we're going to help you out today with the podcast. But if you need additional information, that number two, I'm so sorry. I it, apparently to get a private conversation with me, I'm booked until July. I don't try to make it so. It's just that you guys, I guess you're really, really going through a lot and I'm trying my best to accommodate everyone. If I can, I will open more slots. Do apologize. But if you do intend to talk to me because it takes that long, please do book a conversation now. I'd be more than happy to talk to you. If you don't want a 15-minute one, we do have 45-minute slots that are available as well. If you're not sure how to activate those, DM me on Instagram. I will help you with that. And lastly, um, a lot of you have been asking me about journaling. I will definitely be making the next podcast about how to journal. I haven't done one since I first started the podcast, I think back in the 30s, like number 35 or something. And I've been getting tons of messages on, on Instagram, the podcast, emails, no worries, guys. I got you. I'm going to make the next podcast about how I journal specifically, and I'm more than likely going to make a YouTube video about it as well because, again, you guys are so interested. I got you. Um, just in the show notes below, I just want to tell you we have the link live to join our book club. It fills up super fast. We're going to do Reclaim Your Heart uh, by Yasmin Mujahid. I think it's going to be a really great book to continue talking about healthy relationships. And today we're going to cover relationships and people who've been hurting you 
over and over again. I'm like, why that is and what you can do. Now, the really interesting thing to me is a lot of people really think that like they're just stuck. There's nothing they can do. No, no, no. You don't know my situation. You don't know like this relative in the way they are. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. So what I wanted to say is I get that and I get that it's hard for people, but I want you to also know there is nothing in life that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cannot help you for. And you know, some women, they just feel like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't have to deal with this right now. I'll just like pretend it doesn't exist and move on with my life. But what I want to say is if we keep leaving these situations as they are, we don't seek help. We're like, oh my gosh, I'm too busy. I don't have time. I hear a lot of women say that they do not have time, but they actually waste more time being stuck in these relationships. Years and years of their life, tons of pain and energy. So stop saying you don't have time and start dealing with it. And I promise you in this podcast and ones to come in the next couple of weeks, especially we'll be talking about healthy love. Um, definitely, definitely. Um, it's worth the time to take a moment and do something about it. All right. So let's talk exactly about like why people keep hurting us. So I had this conversation with a sister today. I had multiple conversations this week, but especially with this sister I'm thinking about and she will know maybe who she is when I talked about her. I will never say her name, obviously. But just to give you a reference point, there was a beautiful sister. I mean, gorgeous. I, I mean, it's just, it floors me sometimes that some of the women who I talk to that I feel like so horrible that they're in such difficult situations. And yet at the same time, you know, I guess when you're stuck in something, you can't say so. She's absolutely gorgeous. To me, she can get any guy in the world type of thing. And she's just stuck with a really, really difficult spouse. And I can't get into the details because it's confidential, but clearly he's abusive. And at the end of the day, she is just stuck in this really difficult space, having a relationship with him and not quite knowing if she should end it or not. And yet feeling like she probably should. And what I do with women like that, especially when I do consultations, is I'm just like, we go through all the details and I have to ask a lot of questions just to make sure I get all the information right, because it is very contextual. And then at the same time, we just go over like, let's look at like the benefits of this situation. Let's look at what Islam says. Let's look at the negatives and whatever. And when we broke it down, there was almost literally no benefits in being with this person. And I, again, I can't go into all the details of the situation because it's confidential, but um, there are actually some situations in marriages where there is literally no benefit, not even Islamically. And there are these particular situations. So it is so clear that this sister, again, such a beautiful soul inside and out that is being, you know, quote unquote abused, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever, for no good reason. Like, here's the thing, ladies. If you have in-laws, if you have a spouse, if you have um, friends or just, you know, Allah forbid, a haram relationship with some random guy, um, people, this is, I want you to listen to this right now because this is the same thing I told her and many women this week. I felt like a broken record, so I'm like, you know what? If this is what's up right now, I need maybe then more women need to hear it than just these women. So I'm going to tell you some really sound advice that was taught to me a long time ago. And I want you to catch this and I want you to take it with you forever. Really, really. This is just something that never left me. People can only do to you what you let them. I'm going to say it again. People 
can only do to you what you let them. And here's the thing. People feel like, oh, I'm so powerless. What can I do? You know, you don't know. No, 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 no. And this is what we're really big on here at Mindful Muslima. This is why we're all about helping women grow and thrive together as a community, lifting each other up. And for those of you who are in my Thrive platform, you know what I'm talking about. All we do is just like when a sister comes on the platform, she like bleeds her heart out on a particular situation. It's not like Instagram or Facebook. It's very private and supportive. And she just pours it out. You see all the sisters come running to her with their da's and their help and all that stuff. And it is just a community of support. And what I'm telling women there and everywhere else where I work with women and mentor women is you are so powerful. You are not weak. And I'm talking to every single woman. And and here's the thing, and I'm going to bring up the feminism card for a second because I just happen to be talking about it today. The reason so many Muslim women, and I'm going to be really frank here, and I know some people will be like, oh, like, why are you going to say that? I'm being real because that's the way I do it. I'm not going to do it any other way. Okay. When, you, when women get really attracted to feminism and Islam, that's because they believe there's like this deficiency that feminism will fix, right? It's this thing like, yeah, we got this woman thing going on and then feminism will fix it. Now here's the thing. And it was brought up. I cannot remember who brought it up recently in like, I don't know, some new show or political thing, but they brought up a really great point, which is that feminism was a solution that was brought up in the Western world to fix a Western problem. So in the West, there were no rights for women. Women were were treated like A, B, C, D, right? And so feminism had to come to fix the rights that were not given. So for example, let's say in like the 1900, women were not given their rights to inheritance. Women were not given, you know, let's say the right to work or the right to vote or the right to whatever, like they were not given these rights. And then, so now in Muslim women, right, in, in, 2021 or whatever, or 2020, 2019, when this is all going about, um, they're like, yeah, feminism, yeah, women's rights, you know, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. We were given, and this kills me, we were given those rights that the Western women weren't given before them. So their fight, it isn't our fight. Even though we might be on Western soil today, it's not our fight. Their solution for their problem is not needed by us. Let me tell you why. And this is going to go directly to people hurting you and whatnot. Okay. You were given the power that those Western women weren't. Okay. Back in the time of Rasulullah he fought hard for women to get all those rights. So we had the rights to inheritance. We had the right to vote. We had the right to do a lot of things that even hundreds of years later, these Western women don't. So what we need is not really so much the feministic movement. We need a movement that takes us back to our roots, which is the Islamic roots that do give us all the proper rights and that that actually help us to get all the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us. If you see injustice in your country or in your culture, or in your family, that's because your culture is doing that. It's not because Islam is doing that. And I think that's a huge thing that a lot of women miss. And you have a right to be proud that you're a Muslim woman. Like, for example, I was telling the sister today, we were talking about like the possibility of her divorce, right? And I was like, look, in Islam, if you're married, your husband has to take care of everything, your phone, your car, your food. You're like, if a guy has not, if he's told you anything else, like it's a dead up lie. Like in Islam, hundred percent, you're covered, close everything. If a guy tries to marry you and do the 50, 50 thing, um, that is not Islamic. That's, that's something else. And you know, Allahu Alam. 
But the point is, let's pretend you get divorced. Uh, it doesn't work out with your husband, right? You can return back to the to the house of your family and your family, especially your father, you know, should be taking care of you. If your father's not the type of guy who's doing that, it just means he's not following Islam. Okay, guys, in your culture, if you find these, these, these situations, and I get it, they exist all over and we know it, but I'm just trying to, I'm here to teach you what's right, to educate you and empower you so you do know, right? So I was like, look, when I, I remember I got divorced, it was really, really hard for me because my parents weren't following Islam, right? So if they were, and, and that's the thing a lot of people don't realize. They're like, oh my gosh, Mindful Muslim, I hear you on this podcast. You know, you must have been given all this really great support. You were raised, you were taught. Oh no, oh no. My family is not practicing and I had to learn. I had to grind. I had to want to know and figure it out and learn under scholars and go get my education, go get my career, go get multiple degrees, go figure it out. And the reason I come up with all the things that I come up with is because it is not easy. It takes a lot of time. So mostly what I do in my classes and my you know courses and things like that is I make it super simple for you and I get you from the beginning to the end way faster than I did because a lot of that stuff took me like five to 10 years to figure out. For example, the journaling in the next podcast, you'll hear a bit about that. But the point is um, with people hurting you, getting back to that point, People can only do to you what you let them. You're not weak. You're powerful, but you're giving your power away. You're just doing that. That's it. And so, for example, if some guy, right, you get in some marriage with him and he's just really down, he's degrading you, he's talking bad to you, he's this and this and this, and you're still there, that's you allowing him to do that. Now, some women, and I get this all the time too, but once again, I'm going to just have to cite, it's not from Islam, it's from culture. Some women really struggle. I get these a lot in all my consultation calls because a lot of women are like, look, in my family, like you got to put up with the guy. Like no one's going to like be like, oh yeah, go get a divorce. They're all like, you know, like stuff for the law, like everybody's going to talk about you. You got divorced. Da, da, da. Why didn't you just put up with it? Why didn't you just shut up about it? Like that is not from Islam. Okay. I, if you want to live that life and you want to fall into that. So there would be, and let me really be honest, it falls into this. There's got to be a point in your life. Once you understand what Islam gives you the rights to, that you either stand up for your rights or you don't. And if you're not going to stand up for your rights, and you're going to worry more about what people say about you and what people think about you, you're going to suffer a lot. Most of the women that I deal with, their suffering is totally optional. They choose to be like, no, you don't know everybody in the, everybody in the village, everybody in the town, everybody in my country, everybody in my family. Like, okay then, but you will be stuck. So there has to be a point where you say, look, my sanity is more important, my mental health. I have women on the brink of suicide daily. You do not know the DMs I get or depressed out their mind for no reason. And yeah, I'm going to say no reason. Let me tell you why. Because everything that happens in our head is in our head, which means it is controlled by who? By us. If you want to wake up sad, you can wake up sad. If you want to wake up happy, you can wake up happy. Most of you guys know we have our free class on emotions, right? And in that free class, which is mostly, it's the beginning, it's the introduction of like how to, how to master your emotions. One of the first things that I have to teach women is how to like use your mind, how to control the thoughts going on in your head. If you cannot control those thoughts, you cannot control your emotions. And if you don't control your emotions, it affects your actions and then eventually your character and, and your lifestyle. So 
you have to get it straight right from the beginning in your head. So if people in your life, they're doing crazy things to you, it's because you don't have healthy boundaries. You don't have respect for them and yourself. And that's a really hard pill to swallow for a lot of women because they don't see it like that. They're just like, and I'll give you a perfect scenario. Here's a perfect scenario. There was a sister and um, I'm not going to say her name once again. And she was going through some, some like really, really crazy stuff in a marriage. And and by the way, I'm bringing up these marriage things not to scare the young ladies, right? There's a lot of women who are looking to get married and I hear that all the time. Like, I'm so scared. You don't have to be scared either. Let me tell you why. Because once again, people can only do to you what you let them. Now, let me, before I jump into my story, give you an example of what that might sound like not letting them. Okay. How about this? So going back to healthy boundaries, right? So it's the same thing with parenting. And I'm just going to make that correlation for moms here. If you are a mom listening, it's like with your kids, disciplining your kids. Um, we're obviously not disciplining our husband or our parents, but you get me when I'm saying you're going to address people with balance. So for example, you're not going to pop off on them like, Hey, blah, 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 blah. And just go crazy on them when they say something that fires you up. Nope. That's not what we're going to do. On the flip side, we're not going to be like, Oh, okay. Alhamdulillah, whatever. Like we're not going to put up with stuff either and like put our head down and oppressively just take everything. Nope. We're going to go right in the middle and we're going to be like, I'm just not okay with you talking to me like that. I'm just, that's just not going to work for me. We're going to have another way that we're going to have to resolve this or we're just going to have to, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like you have to, without high emotion of her and and without being like, oh, and miskeen and stuff, you have to find a balance where you're just, as a matter of fact, that's not going to happen. For parenting, for example, it would sound like this. We do not hit in this house. I will not allow you to hit your sister. And if you continue to hit your sister, there's going to be a consequence. And then you fall through with the consequence as opposed to like, are you crazy? What are you doing? You could have broke her, her, her nose. You could have blah, blah, blah. Like that's not what we're doing. Cause again, that's not even the sunnah. So we're finding this balance where we're standing up for ourselves. We're just being very straightforward. And we're like, that is not happening. <laughs> okay. So a lot of women, they can't do that. And the reason they can't do that is because they're lacking their self-love. They're lacking their self-love because if you really loved yourself, you would not let anybody do that to you. You would not let anybody talk to you like that. And again, I'm not talking about waving your finger in people's face and barking all kind of nonsense back at them. Oh no. I'm saying, like I said before, like I do not accept that you can talk to me like that please choose better words or this conversation is going to end. Like you let them know what's up. Like I'm not going to deal with that. Now here's the tricky thing. Some people like, okay, well, what about my mom? My mom talks to me like this. So the parents thing is a bit tricky, but it still falls into this line. You're not going to be, and this is going to go into the last thing I'm going to talk about, which is you have the power and this is like most of my conversation. What I want you to get out of it today, if you get nothing else is that you are not powerless. You are in fact very powerful. You are just giving your power away, right? On multiple levels, at your job, in your marriage, in your relationship with your parents. Like I have parents to this day who try to take my power every day because they don't, they still talk to me like I'm like a teenager or less, to be honest. Sometimes, most of the time I feel like I'm 12 or 15 talking with them because they like are yet sometimes to acknowledge, not 
both of my parents all the time, but sometimes it's just one. They're not always there acknowledging my age. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like I have grandbabies now. Like, can we have a more level-headed conversation? But your parents kind of always view you as a child, even when you're an adult. So I'm just saying for some people, they'll just always stay. So what do you do about it? Like, what do you do about it? You have the power to stop letting it affect you. And the way you do that is you learn to respond instead of react. Hmm. What's the difference? A whole lot. When you respond, you, like I said, kind of neutrally let them know that that is not going to be, you're not gonna be able to participate in that kind of a conversation if this is the way we're going to go about it. And for example, when you respond as opposed to react, you are not emotionally and physically fired up because you have already agreed with yourself privately, maybe when that person or other people similar are not there, that I'm not going to allow, here's the word again, allow, because it's part of his choice. I'm not going to allow people to talk to me like that. I'm not going to allow people to, you know, push me like that. And so once you've already done that, then you're like, all right, so when they do do that, I'm going to just respond and let them know that that's not happening. And, or just tell them like, I would, you know, like to resume this conversation when you're less angry because I'm not able to talk like this. I don't think it's going to be productive. Right. And so like, it's tricky with bosses, but you know what? I've had to leave jobs because that, because that person just kept triggering me. And even when I responded instead of reacted, they were not going to stop clearly not going to stop. So I had to put this, this boundary in my life where, okay, like if I don't react and I respond and then I do it over and over and I try to like give them a time limit and they pass it, what am I going to do? See, like it's the same thing with kids. You can't be like, go to bed, go to bed. I mean, right? Like every mom right now knows what I'm talking about. Like go upstairs, go in your room, stop going in your brother's room, stop turning on the light, stop asking me questions. No, you can't have any more water. Bedtime was like an hour ago. Why are you still here? <laughs> this is like every mother's conversation every night of her life, right? So here's the thing. The reason that stuff goes on is because you haven't set a limit. Like, where's your limit? Like, so for example, ours, and maybe I'll do another podcast on kids if you want me to later, which is like, we actually, I'm pretty proud of my husband. We came up with, I, I have an idea about like what happens when you keep coming out of your room. But my husband, my husband, after a while, he got so good at it. He's like, can I try? I think I have an even better one. And he's like, I'm like, oh yeah. And my husband is not that type of guy. He's like, usually like whatever, like, you know, you just make the rule, just help follow it with everything. So he got so into it after seeing how the rules work that he's like, Ooh, I got a better one. He's like, I noticed they're super competitive and they don't like when the other one gets what they have or something like, not in like a, not, not like a sharing way, but like in a competitive way. So they want to be like, you know, like really good at what they do or whatever it is. So he's like, how about the other one can lose something of theirs and then the other one gets it. I'm like, like what? He's like, like additional time to watch TV or additional time or like maybe like an extra serving of ice cream that they're no longer entitled to because they gave it up by not following the rule. And I'm like, okay, I've never thought of that one. So we use that one and literally the first night work like a charm. I was looking, I looked at him and I was like, kudos to you thinking outside the box. So like, you know, that's the thing in life you have to have like, and the reason that worked is because we set a boundary and the minute they crossed it, we enforced it. So you have to be like, okay, my job, like I'm only going to do this for like 
X amount of weeks. And if my boss just keeps at it with me or my coworker, like I have to set this boundary and then I have to just follow through. Same thing with the spouse, right? You got this fight with the spouse and you like told them like, look, if you call me that name one more time or if like blah, 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 we're going to have to go and speak to or get counseling together because like I, I'm not going to be able to continue like this. Or like if you don't stop texting other women, yeah, I, I get that all the time for women, like men following God knows what kind of women on Instagram. And yeah, no, that stuff is not permissible. And you know, it's, and, and they can be like, oh, they need my help. They want to ask me. Okay, no, no, come on. So my point is, why do people keep hurting you? It comes down to really one thing, which is we're letting them right? And so when it comes to parents, like I said, it's a bit more tricky. You're going to have to maybe sometimes do something called a beautiful distance. Maybe if you're young, you're going to have to put up with some stuff and just be really kind. I always tell people the story of the Sahaba where um, a lot of people forget that like most of the Sahaba, they came into Islam. They were not born as like, we're all born Muslims clearly, but you know, they were not born into practicing Islam. So um, there was a particular Sahaba, I can't think of the name right now, but he used to go to the door of his mother and knock on the door. And every time he would try to salam her after he, he became Muslim, and she didn't like that. She didn't like that he was Muslim. She would just take a stick and start beating him. And what he would do is he would turn around and bend over and let her beat him until she's tired. And then when he was done, he'd be like, Salam alaikum, may I come inside? As if like not phased, right? Now, am I telling you, like bend over, let your parents beat you senseless? No, but I, there's a metaphor here. So he would do this time and time again as, as bitter walidain, you know, like trying to respect the parents and stuff like that. He didn't like yell back at her like, yo, mom, what do you think you're doing? Like, da 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 I'm going to call again. <laughs> he wasn't like that, right? He would go and go to the door every time. And as soon as you open the door, bend over and just let her beat him until she was tired. One day he goes to the door. And he knocks on the door and she opens that. I, I tear up every time I say this story. She opens the door and she says to him, And he's like, look at her. And she's like, I've never seen you behave this way until after you're a Muslim. Like, like she basically went on about like how he's the best, most patient, kind, loving son. Sometimes our akhlaq, our response to our parents, even if they're bad and abusive, can show them how bad they really are without words. Like imagine your mom barking at you or your dad or somebody else, or your uncle, somebody really hurtful, your in-laws, and you just looking at them like, not what a snob, but a snarky look. Because I know some of you women are like, oh, I'm going to give them a look at you now like that, okay? You just look at them like, you're this, you're a Alhamdulillah. Just make dhikr, right? Just looking at them like, Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, right? And they're going to sound so loud and disgusting. Eventually, they're going to be like, they can hear how loud they are, and you're so quiet. So it can sometimes speak volumes. So going back to the last point, which is people can only do you if you let them. You are not weak. You're powerful, but you're giving away your powerful your power. And you need to set healthy boundaries and follow through on them to respect yourself and them. Because there's a, like, you can only like give them, give away so much of your power. You're going to be respectful to them, right? Because our parents, we have to respect them. Our spouse, we have to respect them. But we do not have to put up with un-Islamic behavior. We don't. We're not going to bark at them. We're not going to be miskeen. We're going to be in the middle and set 
healthy boundaries. And you have the power to stop letting them affect you. So that was us and them. But what about us and us? What about us when we walk away and we're fuming? Okay, so here's the thing. If you make that, like I said, that deal with yourself about how you're going to respond and then you just follow through, you're going to be good. But if you react, like you let them set you off and then you bark back and then you guys go back and forth and back and forth, you're going to leave with your chest really fired up and upset. And you know what I'm talking about. Those you like driving away in your car and you're like still talking back to them, even if you're not there. I remember there was one point in my life where I like couldn't get over certain things about certain family members that I had. And I didn't understand this concept. I'm telling you today, I'm talking like two decades ago. And I remember when my kids and Becky and I was like mumbling to myself in the front seat as I'm driving, like, why does she always do that to me? Blah, blah, blah. And my, one of my kids is like, mom, who are you talking to? <laughs> It's like, oh my gosh, my kid's like, mom's crazy. So until I understood this, I would, I would, they would steal my happiness. I would give it to them, matter of fact, on like a silver platter. Like, why are we giving them our happiness? Why are we letting them steal our peace? Don't. You choose, you're empowered, you can do it. And it's just about setting healthy boundaries. And don't expect that when you set those, people will like you. That's not the point. The point is to not allow yourself to be hurt unnecessarily over and over again. All right. I hope that was really helpful for you today. I was trying to give you some really realistic and yet empowering advice on how to deal with this. I know a lot of people are in really difficult situations now, regardless of, like I said, you can use this with spouses, parents, um, bosses, all types of things in your life. And you have to stop fearing the reactions of people and mostly work on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how can I give people their rights, but not, you know, give them free reign on my rights, you know, within reason. And so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you. Do not forget to join our book club. Those are where the awesome conversations happen between us. Because as real as we're getting right now, like, look, I'm just talking to you myself. Imagine if it's me and like, all these other women talking together about this topic, we can have a really good conversation. We're going to have tons around love, relationship, and healthy love. All right. Cannot wait to talk to you. Oh, by the way, wait list for our free class on how to find a spouse. And I give tons of tips in that one. I give away like, I think the top 15 questions to ask a spouse. I give away a marriage plan and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, Really, really good stuff. The waitlist for that I think is going to come out next podcast. Get excited. All right. See you guys next week. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.